two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. You're worse off after having that. I know it's so, and I and I hate when that happens because it is. It's like you think, oh yeah, just a you know quick little power nap, and I'll feel great. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, uh, so yeah, man. Like I, I almost wonder if. Uh, like, I wonder if we'll get to the point where it's, yeah, like, maybe, like, overnight or something like that, you just kind of, like, hook up a plug into uh, your arm, uh, and then, like, you just, like, like not full-on dialysis, but, like, you just essentially, like, do that. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to, like, hook myself up to this machine, and it'll, like, exchange my, like, plasma Oh. And just and just and just like just like wash all that junk out so that the next morning you're like, all right, I got my oil change or whatever. Weird, yeah. Like every what, every like three hundred miles or something, you got to go in for a human oil yeah. change. Yeah, right. And some guy in like coveralls and all that is wiping his hands with <laughs> like. Uh, uh, Oh, that it's it, it's um, am amniotic fluid. Is that what's in like your joints? No, that's the stuff that's no. inside the baby sack. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that too. Maybe he's like wiping that off. He's oh, like, yeah, what? It's just stem what, cell. What the? Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, what? It seems to be the problem there. Just like I don't know, man. Like my knees, they kind of make this weird noise and. Uh, and this whole side, like, I just feel like I'm pulling to the right. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you bring it around the back here and, and we'll uh, hook you up in, and we'll hook you up to the computer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then it's just like a human oil change. Oh, Get all so that. Uh, yeah, just like all the various fluids, like your blood and your synovial fluid. That, that's another one, right? That's, that's, the, that's like, the one you're looking for. I, I just looked at the, it. I, yeah. I think that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Because amniotic fluid is definitely... Yeah, like afterbirth kind of stuff. But. <laughs> Man, I did not expect this to be our cold open. All right. I was just saying I had a headache after a nap. <laughs> nah, it's cool. I like it. I mean, I talked about, you know, dunking my balls last week, so you get weird this week. I like it. It's a regular Wimbledon of weird cold opens. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just a, another one for the... For the people in the back, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> One more time for the folks at home. <laughs> hey, honey, what are those crazy two wizards talking about this time? Oh, George, you'll never believe it. They're talking about human oil changes. <laughs> oh, those scamps. <laughs> oh, God. Pop! Pop! The two wizards said that you got to get a human oil change every 300 miles. Ah, oh, that's right, Junior. Especially if your human smokes Laramie brand cigarettes. Laramie. Mmm. <laughs> the burn means it's working. <laughs> we now return to crab people in paradise. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's all. I would also watch the bejesus out of that. But uh, unfortunately, and until... Until some someone has the gumption to 
startup crab people in paradise. I think we're just going to have to settle for the Two Wizards podcast. And this that's what we do. That's who we are. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. It's great to have you here. And uh, yes, and uh, I am, I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I am Mark, and I am also a wizard. And I bet I'm probably due for a change, but I don't know. I, I still got a couple miles left on the old box. I don't like to, you know, I, I don't want to trade it in early. You know what I'm talking about? Like, eh, ain't worth it. Right. Yeah, right. Well, and, and it is. It's like, it, uh, you know, you, don't, you definitely don't want to, like, just lease, lease your model because then, you know, that's just, that's just asking for trouble. But, uh, <laughs> man, it would get, well, but truly, though, like, it's, it's certainly going to be within our lifetimes that, like, we're going to have, like, implants and even probably robot bodies. And so it is. It, like, you'll, you'll just kind of trade in. And like work like oh yeah so you you have the you have uh you have the what would it be like the 2084 model uh, and we're actually running a deal where if you trade that in you can get the the brand new 2090 <laughs> with uh, built-in juicer or whatever <laughs> but it's a juicer they got to put into you right yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Seagull Seven Thousand. You drop that stuff in the shaft, and it just like liquids in your voice box, and then you just get to swallow juicy, gross goodness. Or you can be super gross and pour it out using the nose nozzle. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you, really. <laughs> and then you like push your belly button, and the like plant fiber just kind of like sh- like comes out <laughs> in a compartment <laughs> for easy composting. <laughs> I mean, yes, you could do that if you're an asshole or you just shit it out. Like, but I do feel like that's people. That would be people. Like, they would be deliberate assholes. Where they're like, well, I got the navel ejecta hole. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. I, I'm not into composting. I just go, you know, duke it out. That's right. Yeah. Or yeah, and then that's just it. Like the like the <clears throat> the hipsters who are who are into the retro stuff. It's like, oh, do you see Timmy over there? Timmy still cuts his fingernails. He's such a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look at that guy, like, actually picking his nose. Ah, he's so retro. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this is... I I hope that this isn't too gross, but... Um, ah, do it, do it. Or, yeah, best and or worst segue ever. But speaking about juicers and, like, built-in juicers, um, we are we are continuing apace with our month of June fruit, fruity booze, fruity beverage challenge. Um, and uh, this one, admittedly, was a little more difficult for me. Uh, but, Mark, would you want to share what you have in your Wizard's Chalice, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that they're just kind of the same thing. Yeah, it was, mm. it was uh, kind of difficult for this one. We opted to do Mai Tais, because it sounded mm. like something that we could make that was fruity and easy and fun. And I don't know about yours, but mine is all booze, but I pussied out <laughs> and put a shot and a half of pineapple juice in the bottom of my glass, because I'm a scared boy, but... <laughs> <laughs> no it i yeah well and i think it was even uh kind of from our last um episode talking about refreshing cool drinks and, and i threw out that i was on a mai tai kick for a while uh and uh i i kind of went back and forth i i was trying to come up with like well do i find my own ingredients and like make my own stuff but then how am i going to find this 
or orgiat orgiat almond liqueur stuff and am i going to pay nine dollars for a bottle that i'll use once and we'll just hang out in my cabinet forever <laughs> um but then i ended up going on like an odyssey trying to find just pre-made mix oh, uh and yeah i went to went to like the first like kind of regular supermarket that the mrs wizard and i go to um and no dice there. It was only like margarita mix and uh, Bloody Mary mix. Went to a different supermarket. Still struck out. Uh, third one, no luck. Went to like an actual like liquor store. No, no, nothing doing there. Went to a, a, a fifth place. So if, if you're keeping score at home, this is the fifth establishment. <laughs> Still nothing. And then finally out in the sixth attempt at a different place. And, and in Columbus, Ohio, of all places, you would think being in like a bigger metropolitan area. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, it was the, the sixth try. I finally just got the, uh, Mr. And Mrs. T, um, <laughs> pre-made a hundred percent artificial, zero percent natural fruit juice. <laughs> so that irony kind of stuck with me too. It's like, Oh yeah. I'm, I was like, Oh yeah. This refreshing fruity drink. And no, it's just, sugar and water and booze and chemicals um so but it's still also delicious it's still delicious at, at the same time so yeah I, so uh yeah yours yours the much more authentic of the two i don't but, know um, about that i could not get the orange and i was calling it orange yeet like eat but whatever i couldn't get that yeah. i like it i even was texting you all that good shit about i found almond syrup mm-hmm. guess what we don't have almond syrup we have vanilla, sugar-free vanilla, caramel, dark caramel, or sugar-free caramel. Go to hell. I just wanted my damn <laughs> almond flavor. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, I put a pineapple juice in it because I'm afraid because essentially the recipe calls for, what, an ounce and a half of uh, white rum, a half ounce of dark rum, um, yeah. a half ounce of blue curacao, and then some of that orange yeet, and then just, like, a grip of lime juice. And I made, yeah, and I'll send you, I'll a... send you a picture of mine. I put it in my Duff beer glass and like scaled up. But number one, um, I need to learn that when something says grenadine, you fucking put the grenadine in, you know, after you mix it. Mm. Cause I got grimace juice with my grenadine <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, blue curacao. <laughs> blue curacao. <laughs> you should be receiving that momentarily. Oh yeah. Here, let me, there it is. That's the, uh. <laughs> That is the grimace juice, all right. <laughs> Cheers to both of our Mai Tai fake, fake fruity, fake, almost hoping artificial for fruit drink, fruity drinks. Anyway. Here, here. Anyway, but cheers. Here, here. Mm. Huh. Not bad. Tastes like no, okay. orange cat, curacao, and pineapple juice, so yeah. Yeah, Almost those ref- are good. Yeah, I, those are always good. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give Grimace Juice a pass. You can stick. You can sit up on the <laughs> desk with me, Grimace Juice. Yeah, you don't have to get get banished to the to the floor or whatever. <clears throat> well, or shoot, maybe even the listeners will uh, appreciate a copy of Grimace Juice recipe. Yeah, how to make their own Grimace Juice? <laughs> tweet that bad boy out. <laughs> Tweet that out. So, so all right, Mark. So I I, I know we did um, very in, intentionally because because we were in that heat wave. We needed to just take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we so uh, a couple weeks ago we had our mermaid episode. Took a little break to fire up the grill, 
but we have many things still to talk about. Um, kind of like 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 spawning from the mermaid episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting choice of words with spawning there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, and just that. Oh, gross. Never mind. We'll talk about that later because my mind just got real dark. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> a rare one in the two bingo or the two wizards bingo card of Mark gets horrified by his own brain before he can vocalize it. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, except when it does all the goddamn time. Right. Yeah. No, but yeah, Josh, that's right. We took a we were done we had done mermaids and our consensus was ah, it's a lot of goofiness and it's, it's nothing. It was nothing, whatever. But I wanted to do that to get to this because much like, you know, way, way back when, go way, way back to like, even like b- b- before two wizards, before Washington, Washington, before anything, there was the evolution of fish coming up onto land. And they did that by mm-hmm. growing two legs. And that's what we're talking about today. Josh is the second wave of this horror from the, from the depths, aquatic humanoid terror. Insert sci-fi huh? music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds great. That's and and this is this is also like a good compliment to the mermaid episode because yeah, typically you know we talked about mermaids and mermen being generally speaking like human from the top up, but then fish fish from the bottom down with the fin and all that. Mm-hmm. But now this is like. Maybe not the exact opposite, but more like, no, it's like bipedal fish that come around and stomp about on land and do do horrific things, yeah. surely. I guess we'll just have to find out, won't we? Mm. <laughs> well, you're going you're, you're gonna to find out. I, I already know about all of it, but... Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're going to start this off, and I, I'm just going to do from like... We're starting at the very, like uppermost levels of the most benign of these fish we're not going to say fish human hybrids this is aquatic humanoids this is anything that lives in the water it can have it is humanoid in appearance you know walks upright has two arms and no feathers behold a man (laughs) another square diogenes joke um yeah (laughs) but they they live in the water. They're not. You see them in the water. You find these things in the water, and we're gonna start way way back when, and not even that long ago. We're gonna go to the 16th century, and we're gonna talk about okay. something called the bishop fish. Mm. Yeah, and it, and it, honestly, it looks just like what it sounds like. It is a fish that appears to be wearing the hat of a bishop, and you might know those as the big, tall, pointy ones in the like right. old-school classic Catholic Church. It was going to be taken to the King of Poland because apparently back in the 16th century, you just gave kings weird shit. I don't know. And I also <laughs> want to know what else he had like just sitting in his, like... You know that, yeah. like, you got that back room, that junk drawer, you got that closet where you just kind of throw crap <laughs> into? What is in mm-hmm. this king's vault? I want to know, like... If they're sending, like, a man-looking bishop fish to this guy, I want to know what it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, and truly, like, yeah, you, you, when you hear something about, like, the, like, treasure room or the treasury or, or the king's vaults or whatever, you immediately think of things like gold and jewels and or uh, uh, priceless works of art. But, yeah, like, if you're just, like, some poor 
fisher guy who's destitute and like scraping by a living, you can't like you can't pay your fealty or or, or pay your taxes with gold and stuff because you're poor. So it's like okay, a weird thing washes up on shore. I'll give that instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll like this weird dead thing. <laughs> Never mind how long it took to get to the king from the ocean back in 16th century. Mm, that is also true. It's also true, yeah. My lord, I bring to you the plume of an ostrich from, from faraway lands. And, oh, my lord, here is the finest jade carving from from the east or whatever. And then here comes, like, Fishy Bob. Uh, here's here's some driftwood. Uh, if you if you hold it up like this, it uh, kind of looks like a cat. <laughs> I mean, we're joking, but remember the mermaid episode? That dude brought the king of England that stupid Fiji mermaid that he See, gave, it, what, exactly. $6,000 for? And that's even worse. Yeah. That guy paid for it. Like, Yeah, that guy paid for it. This dude, Fishy <laughs> Joe, he just found this shit. He's like, ah, the king of like this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't all, we got to give what we can give. <laughs> well, I got bad news for you and for Fishy Joe. No. That sometime during transit, and apparently this is where it gets really weird because I just don't know what the hell's going on. Apparently, okay, this okay. fish survived the entire time it was being taken from the ocean, which, by the way, is caught up by Denmark. We believe, but we're not quite mm. sure. Taken okay. from the like north from the oceans into you know mainland Europe, it's alive this whole time. And while it's being oh, taken, yeah. it gestures to a, a couple of monks, like Catholic monks, hanging out. And they recognize the bishop fi- fish for what it is, obviously a bishop mm. fish. And as above, so under the sea, so very clearly Catholicism <laughs> exists under the waves as well. So they do the only noble thing and they abscond with the bishop fish and release him. The bishop fish makes the sign of the cross and they know that they haven't fucked up. <laughs> well, but this is my question. Yeah. And, and truly, truly, so like, is there also a sea pope? Or does the Pope still have dominion un- under the sea? Or like, is there like, is is there like whole like underwater College of Cardinals too? Like, like what? How like is the terrestrial stuff truly like all of it? Or is there like the mirror image of all these things in the ocean? I, like that's yeah. That that's what I want to know. Is there some like weird? Like a uh, potential schism between land Catholics and sea Catholics. That's what that's that's what I want to know. I well, I don't know. Like yeah, that's that's a. Well, and then when like, and then when like the the sea pope either retires or passes away, and they have to have a new like council and vote on who the new sea, sea pope is going to be. And then they send out like, because it's like white smoke, right? Right. When, when there's white smoke out of the Vatican, that's when they've made their decision. So like, would it be white kelp? And they just like uh-huh. put, put it out on a stick and like wave it around or something? I don't know. Could be. That was better or, than what I thought. I thought they lit a fire inside a whale and made him shoot the white smoke out. But yeah. <laughs> or Or one of the like underwater vent kind of things. Maybe they... Oh yeah, there you um, go. There you go. The the thermal vent things. Yeah, they just kind of put some extra um yeah, like I don't know, like seashells or something like that. Some yeah. some sort of c- calcium thing. A- a- anyway, anyway. So 
So I like that we're speculating for the ability for like what they're making as an underwater signal while just totally being cool with yeah, there's a sea pope, it's fine. Yeah, of course there is. Of course yeah, what are you talking about Shark Pope? Yeah, I know he's great. I love him. <laughs> coming to NBC's this fall, Shark Pope. Yeah. Coming coming here. This fall on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. NBC wouldn't pick that up. It's too religious. What am I thinking? Yeah, right. Yeah, Hallmark Channel. They they oh, they'd run with that. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, okay, so so these so these two monks yeah. they help the bishop fish, fish escape. He makes a sign of the cross. Does does he like go through a? Do, do you know? Is it recorded? Does he like swim away? Does he? try to like because because he's a fish like he can't survive on land yeah how does he get back well and so i that's where it gets weird for me i guess they find this fish i don't know if it's i don't know how long they've been traveling or whatever but they find the fish and then they do release it because you know he says i just need to go and he even tells the he, and this is like a part of the record he tells these monks that hey i really want to go back to the ocean and so oh, they're wow. like yeah sure and i guess they they free willy fish pope monk. <laughs> thing i don't know and now i just imagine the little kid running out on the like rock breaker and there goes our current pope just like jumping over me he's like touching his <laughs> touching his tummy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh my god that's so great but yeah that's so he so went great. back to the sea and and this is where it gets weird for me. So they caught another one in 15... And this is written... It is recorded. They caught, caught it in 1531 in the Northern mm. German Sea. So that, like, the little spit of land between um, uh, Denmark and Germany. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. up in there is where they caught it. And they kept it for three days and it refused to eat and it died. Oh. But they kept it out of the waters. I, I assume it was the same deal. They were going to take it to the... May, maybe the, like, whatever the thing was i guess the german king in 1531 like they were going to take it to the king of germany like oof look mm-hmm. my king it's a weird looking fish yeah it's good yeah have some chocolate <laughs> it's fine yeah like i don't know <laughs> well in, uh because yeah i guess because i also know that like that's that's a thing too it's like um certain either monasteries or like um ascetics like they they take an oath not to like eat or or like fasting's a big thing too so maybe unfortunately they just caught this fish this this bishop fish in the middle of its like fast and it was so devout it was so like uh devoted to its uh sea catholicism <laughs> that it that it wasn't willing to break its fast for um these land lovers i guess <laughs> <laughs> Hey, isn't the, like, what, the Vatican is referred to as, what, the Holy See, right? Uh, you no, know, yeah, that's, uh, oh, man. Oh, oh, yeah, you no, know, it's, um, well, yeah, and, and that's another sort of grouping. Um, also, just listeners, I, I don't think I mentioned this, um, but I'm, I'm a, I, I was raised Catholic, not, not, n- never really got super into it. Um, clearly not very in, into it right now, but yeah, I want to say that like another, again, sort of like 
congregation or like group of cardinals or bishops or something like that. Yeah, I think I think it, that is called a, a C. Yeah, if I remember correctly. There, there we go, dude. Um, cracked it. Like as above, so yeah. under to see. Yeah. <laughs> Fish Jesus be with you, and also with you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It, it's it's the uh, yeah. It is it is the the Holy See. Um. Yeah, it's uh, uh, at least according to Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, the, the the Holy See, also called the See of Rome, is the jurisdiction of the Bishop of Rome, known as the Pope, which includes the uh, Apostolic Episcopal See of the Diocese of Rome, with universal ecclesiastical jurisdiction of the worldwide Catholic Church, as well as a sovereign entity of international law governing uh, the Vatican City. So yeah, that's that's. That's that. All right. I, we, Although that is spelled S-E-E, but you know, homophones are a thing, so that's fine. We're also going, what, Latin to German to English to... Who can say what yeah, anything is to whatever, whatever. It's all there. the same word. It, it, it makes Josh, as much sense to holes in Catholic fish. as anything else. <laughs> It makes as much sense as anything else. But it so. does make Jesus's miracle of feeding the feeding on the mount like a fucking war crime if you're a fish. Ooh. Or is, yeah, or, does, or like maybe maybe just maybe because you know Jonah was eaten by the whale. You can't catch the leviathan and it's a terror of the waters. Maybe that's just you know Jesus kind of giving and taking. Like hey, you're gonna eat my prophets. <laughs> Check it, boys. Well, and 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 a good number of the um. Uh, apostles were also fishermen too so i mean it's it's a it's a briny circle i guess it's a weird death cult for fish but then you think about it and it's like do they do you think for a community they have fish sticks <laughs> well because also because also like um you you are aware and i'm sure many of our listeners are aware too of the jesus fish right the little symbol that people put on the cars or whatever uh, yeah. uh but 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 so I only found this out um, once I started like kind of dipping my toe into kind of learning more of the Greek language. Um, that is actually kind of kind of like an acronym, like 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 there's kind of a secret, uh, the, like a secret code uh, in with like the Jesus fish. Early Christians, when they were still being persecuted and couldn't really like practice openly or whatever, and would have to meet secretly in, in different places, um, how they would mark the meeting places would would they would kind of scrawl a fish and um the greek word for fish is um ichthys so like ichthyology and all that right and that is also not only the word for fish but it, it was also an acronym uh and in greek let's see if i get this right jesus christos theon huios soter i think that's it okay in in english that's like jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, Savior, but it also spells the Greek word for fish, and so like that's all. That's another sort of like hidden kind of symbol there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. Brought yeah. it back yeah. around. Look at you go. Brought it all the way back around, just like that little simple design is like three quarters of an infinity symbol. It's <laughs> just brought that right back around. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so so there are at least two bishop fish that we have recorded. Be, being up on land and like understanding speech and talking back to people. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, but I said I was going to start this the most benevolent. So bishop fish mm -hmm. can also be bishop dicks. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you if you piss one off, they have the ability to control water and tr- uh, capture boats, and then they'll just drown the boat. Holy cow! Yeah, they can. I guess they can control the ocean. And then one thing that I read said that they can like extend the arms of the ocean. I don't know. I don't know if that's like literally like their water bending arms, or if it's like the, mm-hmm. if it's like you know heavy heavy surf or something. But it talks about how it'll grab like single boats and pull them out to sea. And I guess that does make sense that if it can, you know, kind of get into the like whatever you would call like the harbor or something. And I don't know if that's a thing, but pull a ship back yeah. out and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you I, see it, drifting ships all the time, but mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. Or like weird or like weird sudden currents or riptides or, or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. These are also around like like northern Germany, Denmark. Yeah, that area, right? That's what it sounds like. Is because well, the two were the, the two they talked about was the, they were going to take the one of the King of Poland. I guess you go through Germany to get mm. to Poland, which seems like a long fucking way to go to give him a fish. I don't, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but then, well, yeah, but then also, the other one was pulled up out of the North German Sea. Okay, well, and and, and also just I, I think it bears mentioning too that that's that's where um, Hans Hans Christian Andersen was. He was there in yeah Copenhagen. Copenhagen. So who knows? Like maybe, maybe he saw some stuff too. Maybe he was like a little. Well, no, that that that, that probably predates him by like a couple hundred years. But I like to imagine a young Hans Christian, like just hanging out on the side of the road one day, and here comes this cart with a funny-looking fish inside, and he says, "Papa, Papa, what is that?" He says, "Avoid your eyes, child. This is a bishop fish. Look." Looky away. And then he like does a little like wave or something. And then he goes on and writes the little mermaid. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were talking earlier about like the, the Catholic hierarchy under the sea. And I am glad to report to you that I don't know about shark Pope or Pope shark, whatever I said earlier, but mm-hmm. we do have um, sea monks. Oh, Literally the same as a bishop fish, except for they don't have the big, tall bishopy hat. I don't know what you call that. They don't have that. They're just, oh, yeah. They what look like they're just wearing, like, the um, Franciscan friar robes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, a, um, a bishop hat is called a miter. Miter. All right. Good to know. Because of the angle that it kind of makes. And, yeah, I should have known that. Oh, shit. I, I, again, I'm a bad Catholic. Yeah. So 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 bad I don't even really call myself a Catholic anymore. But anyway, so monk, monk, or, or sea monk. Sea monks. Um, basically the same, just as devout, just minus the hat. Just as devout, minus the hat. But I don't, I don't know if maybe being, like, a fish, uh, a fish bishop, like, gets you, like, you can like spec into like you know land stats or something, because we don't have any like actual recorded captures of sea monks. We mm. just have like people found them allegedly dead. Oh, and so yeah, it's kind of weird. But there was a guy named uh, Ron Ron Lay. I'm assuming is how you pronounce his name because it's French. He was the Regis mm. Professor of Medicine at the U- University of Montpellier in France. He uh, found this fish and classified it as a Pisces Monaki Habitu, which means the fish wearing a habit of the monk. And he said that they were at least captured twice near Denmark. 
in either 1546 or 1549. We don't know. But it made enough of an impact on him, and, like, he drew the picture of the monkfish, and it's just, it's, it's, they're gross. It's the medieval woodcut, and it's just, it's dumpy. It looks like a first draft of what Yoda might be. But that idea, and then that, like, image kind of was carried on to several other texts, like, I guess you'd call them what the, the, not encyclopedias, good lord. Like, like the, wow, what's the word I'm looking for here, Josh? Uh, Like, the collections of knowledge, the, like... Well, um, or maybe like a bestiary. Yeah, thank you. God damn. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, bestiary. Yeah, oh, they were included in right. a couple of them, and it's, it's kind of they're they're dumb, but more than likely it was just an angel shark. The same thing with the mm. bishop fish. They think the bishop fish was likely a dried ray or a ray that had died and dried up. And if you've seen that, they yeah. have the like weird pointy top hat, and then they kind of fall down into human shaped shoulders with like it would look like kind of a robe falling over him but they think this was Mm -hmm. an angel shark and that's just kind of the long sweepy sharks or it was a baby giant squid that had washed up onto the banks and was misidentified and i am willing to put my thing into that more likely because squid have that like weird mantle piece where their fins are oh yeah yeah that's true that is true they have that extra yeah yeah I, i and as we've you know talked about in previous episodes like finding strange animals you know 400 years ago and not having the benefit of yeah like biologists and stuff like yeah you 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 just you use what knowledge you already have to try to make sense of this new thing and if it kind of this shriveled up weird fishy thing kind of looks like a bishop then you call it a bishop fish or if it looks like a monk you call it a monk or or a sea monk then yeah um so so yeah, don't don't be judging. Don't be judging, listeners. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they didn't know any better. Yeah. Except now, so I, I also uh now I'm I'm also wondering if it just so happened that at one point there was a Marlin Luther swam up <laughs> to a like coral reef and like hammered his 95 fishies. <laughs> I'm actually kind of proud of that. I'm I'm sure people have made that joke before, but I'm actually kind of proud of that. One. I it's new to me, dude. I have never heard that. <laughs> Marlin Marlin, Marlin Luther. Luther. <laughs> do, do you think and again, they like, did it I, with a hammerhead shark? I, or maybe he even was or well no I, I guess if he's a marlin that kind of kind of boxes him in, into that category but um now nah, they're not poking yeah, but, but yeah. whatever you want i don't call you human you don't call <laughs> two human True. two wizards i'm a human and my name is human and i'm a human and my name is also human <laughs> you're right that's fair, fair fair enough fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> and that all of these are kind of yeah regionally located in yeah kind of germany denmark south south baltic i guess kind of something like that yeah yeah i think so that's also kind of interesting yeah just kind of just kind of a huh things things that make you go huh (laughs) you just you just wait buddy because i got one that's gonna blow your damn head apart actually yeah oh here we are act two is gonna blow your damn head apart (laughs) 
awesome. Well, uh, which which just also kind of makes sense too, because I, uh, as as we were um, coming up with my ties and all that, and I'm sure you found this as well that that this is from specifically the sort of like tiki drink, yeah. tiki kind of. So it only makes sense that we're having drinks that one associates with just being on the beach and out by the ocean, and then we're talking about uh, fish fish humanoids. So. <laughs> It all it all works. It all, it all works. comes together. Mm. <laughs> well, so actually, not to totally just stomp on your statement, we're leaving. We're leaving the ocean. We're done with the water. We're done with the okay. sea. Well, that's okay. We're gonna that's wave right. hello to the Ningen in Japan, who was just a two thousand two internet hoax. They got way out of hand. Honestly, it's like <laughs> the Japanese Slenderman, but instead of you know inspiring kids to stab each other, it inspired us to look. Make Japan relook at its like whaling measures and endeavors. So whatever right. is, is a lie, a lie if it's for the good of the world. Well, yes, it still is Ozymandias, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're gonna go into Central Europe to. We're just gonna call it the the, the Central Block. We're, we're looking at Slovenia, uh, Czechoslovakia, or whatever was Czechoslovakia back when it's still Czech. Yeah, still Czech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mm-hmm. Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're looking at that, um, and then if you're focusing on a group and you got to name it something, we're going to call it the Slavs, or the Slavics. Yeah. They have a thing called the Vodjanoi, and it's mm. a male, it is always a male water spirit, and the way that we always talked, or the way that we talked last week about every mermaid ever except for like two occasions was female, in this case the Vodjanoi are male. They like to live in swamps and like, or in fast moving rivers with given to swampy regions so that tells me like just really super old rivers you know if that makes any sense yeah probably (laughs) not someplace where you need to be playing around and again take it or put it on your bingo tile we're talking about folklore's cautionary tales here they have a big dumb gross looking frog face they've got green skin and long uh long green hair and and a green beard it's like the color of algae and they like to ride around on logs super fast. They slap the water, and their eyes glow a murderous blood red. Apparently, these guys are the biggest asshole you can be in the world of fish-human hybrids. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they will drown anybody who's bathing after sunset or on holy days unless they make the sign of the cross. So I guess fish Catholicism does still extend into, you know, the mainland, which, good for us. Right. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like I said, they're jerks. They'll drown people. When they get mad, they will, uh, they, they, they can't water bend so much as the bishop fish does, but they can break mm. dams, which I guess is its own kind of water bending. And they can, you know, they can release, you know, these little rivers and streams. They can break, uh, water mills. And I'm sure that, you know, to 1500s people, this was a huge damn deal. They will also, if you really piss them off, just drown your animals or your farmhands. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> These are, these are some grumpy gusses, man. They really, Jeez. really are. I don't like these guys. No, no. I, well, and and because uh, yeah, like you, at, at at least from what you've been telling me so far, like with the first couple of examples, like okay, you you tend to leave the the bishop fish or whatever alone, and yeah, like we keep trying to capture them, so that kind of endears them to me i kind of have some sympathy but these guys yeah they just sound like just real sons of bitches yeah 
But they're such sons of bitches that farmers would start leaving like food offering to them to kind of keep them away from their farms. Mm, okay. Which it's bad enough that you're like, it's a bad enough threat that you're leaving it an offering to leave you be. So I don't know. <laughs> Makes it as real as anything else. I figure like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just whatever sort of local, um, yeah, whatever local spirits or beings or things like that. Just kind of give them an offering and hope that that'll placate them, and then they won't drown your cows. Yeah. Which can you imagine, like seeing this weird frog dude just holding your cow's head under the water? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful. God, I would well, because like. <laughs> The trauma of already knowing you have a thing called the Vaudenoid that might just kill you for funsies if you go take your Sunday bath. Right. Well, yeah, and you're even trying, right? You're even trying. Like, it's not like you're, like, peeing in the river or... And, like, you're trying to do your part to, like, stay... Well, but then again, I guess if you are just, like, a farmer and you've been working all the time, like, you're... That, that is some kind of scuzzy stuff yeah. that you're leaving in the river. But still, like, you're you're not intentionally trying to like desecrate this dude's home you just got to take a bath yeah and it doesn't even seem like their home because they like i said they like to live in like the fast currents and the swamps so these just seem like they're going out of their way to be assholes no i think yeah i and and, and yeah man those like kind of dark i guess like yeah sort of like balkan forests or woods or whatever like he just who 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 knows what what you'll find stumbling through there yeah bunch of jerks bunch of jerks <laughs> so as we break from slavic tradition we move into like and it's weird that the slavics were super specifically just they were straight frog fish human things whatever but mm. in like Slovene and then like Czech and then Slovak, which I guess is different than Slavic. I'm sorry, I don't know enough about Middle Europe. I'm a bad person. But No, you're not a bad person. I just it I'm gets, an ignorant person. Like it gets complicated. It, it's it, it's a complicated a complicated thing. Also, yes, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. It gets complicated. Um yeah. So in those systems of folklore, they're completely human. But they have gills, and then they have, like, the webbed hands and the webbed feet. Mm. What makes them kind of weird is they like to smoke pipes, and they like to dress like humans. Hmm. And some of the stuff that I read pointed out that all of their stuff was, like, all their clothing was, like, piecemeal. So they didn't ever have, like, you know, a suit, but they would have, like, a, a hat. Um, like, something okay. that got blown... What 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 I equate it to is it's like something that gets like blown away. You hang out your wash, and the line takes it, and uh oh, Vodnoy's got a new pair of shoes. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> not shoes, a new pair of jeans. Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. You know the <laughs> well, yeah. what, what do you call leg shoes, Josh? <laughs> so it's that, or and then like, and I couldn't find anything to support this idea, but it's that, or hey, maybe it's you know they drowned somebody and took the clothes off them. I don't know. Yeah. Or or if they're if if they've taken off their clothes uh to go take their bath, then they drown them in the bath and then here's yeah, the pile of clothes just on the riverbank there. Or they're doing panty raids, which is even <laughs> worse but cuter, I guess, in a non-murder <laughs> sense. Right. Oh yeah, there's they do the like John Belushi like eyebrow waggle. <laughs> Lean a ladder up against like somebody's somebody's 
two-story house and go up there. <laughs> Just doing the penny raids. <laughs> there's there's our Argston. I don't know any names from that region. Whatever. There he there's mm. Mikolai and he's like taking off his stuff and like the Vodno is like creeping up on his log and pokes his head out, does the eyebrow wiggle and <laughs> Look at that tight tone check body, my god. Yeah. And then there's someone like <laughs> rolls playing over the... the waterfall. Yeah, and then it's like someone on the steps playing the by Lalaika he's playing the song and he's singing all the girls and the Vodna comes over just picks it up and smashes it <laughs> three or four times hands the neck back sorry <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's so weird Balalaika version of Louie Louie on constant repeat yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, oh, God. so the worst thing that I found about these, specifically these, specifically we're just going to, this section of them, is that they can, so number one, they can go long periods of time out of water, out of like their home pond, but you can always tell when they're there because they it said that their coattails and the like cuffs of their pants and their beards are always wet and drippy, which mm. already gross, but if that's not bad enough. Um, they keep the souls of people that they've drowned in these porcelain teapots. And they amass these huge oh collections. Yeah, right? They amass these huge collections of them and they will, they're super, super proud to show them off to either like, they'll like grab people and take them down and show them this and like, look at all these. Look at all, look what I've done. Isn't it cool? But, Holy yeah. Cow. Like that's where this like, okay, haha, it'll drown you in the river for, for swimming. Holy shit, no, it steals your soul and puts it in a teapot, but they believe that the little bubble of air is the human soul. So when you open that underwater, you see that, and there, oh, there's a teapot, there's a soul in that teapot. That, oh my, no, that, that, that did just get real. But <laughs> Holy it, cow. But think about that scene with Ariel going through all of her shit. And <laughs> oh just, no! Have we been lied to all this time? I almost think, dude, like, if this wasn't, I I don't know. And I gotta assume that a young Hans Christian heard something like that. But God, that, isn't that terrible? That's all, no, yeah. And it may, uh, all right, Hans, we're gonna go visit your long distant cousins there in the Balkans. <laughs> So it's bad enough that he sees a he's a bishop fish, and then just like it was like, oh, here's this stranger whose beard and coattails are always wet, and he showed me his teapot collection. It was horrific. <laughs> this poor little kid gets scarred for life, and then writes writes a story that would go on to revive Disney as a company in the <laughs> early nineties. <90s. laughs> right. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh no, that is because that's just it too. Like that is truly like serial killer stuff, where they're like yeah. always like keeping little trophies or little mementos of. of yeah, like victims. if they're like no, stealing that's... their clothes, that's escalation. Yeah, like you steal yeah, and, the pants, and, and then... and you steal a shirt, and then ah, oh, it's time to drown Mikolai in the river. And then like have your wall of teapots and just oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. Man, like, 
the Slavs don't fuck around with their mythology and their no, folklore. They we just, need to do an entire they go like, right... Slavic mythology, oh, yeah. dude. Holy shit. Like, they they go for the jugular. Because oh, holy yeah. shit, man. Actually that yeah, there was I was a uh, I was I was pretty sad about this. I was I was dating a, a girl um uh way back when, way back when and uh uh one night we we were hanging out and she said like, "Oh yeah, I, I was out of town and uh and I went to a used bookstore and I found this and she pulled out and it was like an enormous book of yeah, like Russian and Slavic Essentially, like fairy tales, like like the Brothers Grimm, but for like yeah. Slavs and all that. And I was so excited. I was like, "This is so cool!" Um, and I kind of thought it was a present for me, but it wasn't. She just uh, bought it for herself. <laughs> and then no. when we broke up, it's like, okay, I'm never gonna see those cool Russian fairy tales ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and they had illustrations. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. So yeah, we definitely have to. Um, keep that on the back burner for yeah. a, for a future future episode. But, yeah, whew. <laughs> they're crazy. Yeah, like and uh, those, those those dudes. Yeah, a couple a couple a few final notes. Um, so in Russia, they don't take your soul in a teapot, but they will take you away to Vodnoy Hell or whatever you want to call it, and you become hmm. one of them. Oh. And interesting. the only reason I bring this up is because, number one, it is interesting. But number two, in Russian circles, they have something called the Vodnyazar, which is the king of the Vodnyoy, which <laughs> just... Okay, that, that just sounds awesome. Yeah, right? Like, But it's weird. There's, it almost seems like there's like a system of like, there's the chief Vodnyoy, and then there's like his people, and then there's the like, I guess you call them the slaves that they captured from the from humans. Yeah, yeah, the the sort of serf, working class, like indentured servants, whatever ha, you want to call the them. The serfs. Ah, the serfs. Ah. <laughs> See, we, we can't, we just can't help it. We, th- this was with our fishing episode way back when. This was this was with mermaids. Like, there's just something about n- any sort of topic that's nautical, and just the puns, the the pun, the the, the fishy jokes. They just they just you, you can't stop them. <laughs> can't stop they just flow out of you (laughs) (laughs) this also i i also want want to say and maybe there already is um and i just haven't come across it or or played it yet but this also sounds like legit either like video game territory or like how how cool would it be like the next dark souls that comes out is whatever like you have to fight a bunch of these dudes and they like throw teapots at you and like then like little souls escape. Like how how cool Ah, this is just so this is so cool. Apparently you could fight one in The Witcher. And if you've played The Witcher Oh, okay. It that's all Polish mythology, and I I'm not right, trying to yeah. like cast a broad net and also excuse that pun because I that one was bad. But <laughs> it's all sort of the same not idea, but right. stuff carries stuff sort of carries over, but you know. Yeah, 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 no, that that does make sense. That does make, and, and again, because you yeah, have this sort of like expanded Polish region um, that, yeah, The Witcher takes place in. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so Vodnoy, but oh, also uh, they're exclusively exclusively fresh water. They do not exist at all in salt water. So people mm-hmm. in Hawaii are safe from these horrible things, I guess. 
Right. Well, because that was also going to be my sort of question or observation with the bishop fish is that even if he was trying to make it all the way back to the ocean, yeah, like you, you, you're not going to find much salt water um, yeah. all the way in continental Europe. So, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, geez, like these are, these are, these are some really st- strong and interesting and intriguing uh, fish, fish humanoid things. I, I don't even know what we, what to expect. I, what, 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 what could be lurking in the depths after this? Jeez. Well, I told you I'd rank these in order of, you know, most benign to the worst. And if I got one worse than teapot souls, but I think we would be remiss, Josh, if we did not take a pause in the action right now before getting into the worst of the worst to talk about the best of the worst. You know him. You love him from the mighty boosh. What? 20 years ago now. All drag. (laughs) And and it was, this was also a, a, a topic that we've mentioned before, like, the golden age of the internet when you would find just the most marvelous, ridiculous things that, and, and, and yes, the, the mighty boosh was its own established thing there, there in, in the UK and it was on BBC four, but I, I didn't have access to BBC channels growing up here in the States. And yet this wonderful thing called YouTube allowed me to, yeah, in my sophomore year or junior year of college, whatever it was experience, <laughs> I'm old Greg. I'm old oh, Greg. Oh my god. Every year for like the last 10 years I have said I'm going to be old Greg for Halloween. <laughs> Mind you, I think I'm just going to bear with me here. I'm going to look up when like old Greg actually popped up. Sure. Sure. And listener, real quick as I'm doing this, Josh, give him a real quick synopsis. Who is old Greg? What is old Greg? So so to the best of my ability because truly old Greg I think in many ways defies description. Um, it it was a, it, it was a skit. It was it was a, it was a scene from um, the show, the Mighty Boosh, where guy is going out fishing on the dark lake after midnight when he shouldn't be or whatever, and uh, lands this very odd-looking creature who has like, kind of like seaweed for hair and like really bright red lipstick and. Um, has like a has like a tutu on, and he says he's old Greg, uh, and uh, takes this dude down to his lair, and they drink Bailey's out of a shoe. Um, they want to play board games. Um, he shows he him see- his artwork. He shows him his artwork. He sees his downstairs mix-up. Um, AKA what does his- old Greg have? A mangina. I got a mangina. <laughs> and then, uh, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's just this wonderfully wonderful thing. So listeners, in fact, right, right now I'm, 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 I'm saying it, it's okay. You don't need my permission, but know that it's okay. If you want to stop this episode, just, just for right now, if you want to pause, head over to YouTube or wherever and just look up old Greg, watch that, you know, five minute video or whatever it is. And, and then you can come back. Come back. It is a necessary palate cleanser because the Vodnoy were horrifying enough. And also, mm-hmm. I sent you a YouTube video there. Watch it when we're done. 
I watched okay. that when I was trying to find anything about Vodnoy, and I might, may or may not have been just a little bit too high, and fuck <laughs> me. I, God, you talk about how, like, Slavic fairy tales and folklore dark. God, fucking Russian animation from the 70s is horrifying. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just enjoy that. I'll probably make that our, like, outro credit music tonight, I think. Okay, but, I can dig it. Yeah, we're moving on from the Vodnoy to the worst ones that I have heard of yet. And we're now leaving the rest of the world and going to the only part of the world that actually matters. That's right, America. Fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. You remember last week I talked about the awesome book, Monsters of the Last Frontier, Cryptids and Legends of Alaska by David Weatherly. Um, I struck gold on this dude again, and we're going to talk about something called the the Kushtaka or the shape-shifting ottermen. <gasps> I mean that that already sounds awesome. So they're not. They're so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you look up ottermen, make sure your safe search is on because it'll take you to some weird places, Josh. I yeah, I do I think... not recommend safe search even once. But in this case, for God's sake, do not may... look up ottermen without a safe search filter on. <laughs> That, that. If, unless you just want to not feel, unless you don't have body issues and go, God, those men are so tight. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. As I drink my second Grimace juice. Yeah. I, I, well, it, to be fair, I, I, I've also re, 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 restocked on uh, my Mai Tai here. But so listeners also like feel feel free to enable or disable safe search uh, before you use your preferred search engine for... Um, Ottermen. But but specifically <laughs> up in Alaska, shape yes. shifting Ottermen. Tell me yes. more. The Kishtaka. They're they live up along the northwestern coast of the state and they go up into the river, sort of in like that rainforest area where there's a ton of, you know, rivers and mm-hmm. big heavy old growth timber forests and shit like that. They can take the appearance of a man. But from what I can tell, it doesn't seem that convincing. But what they can do even more horrifyingly is mimic, like, human speech, like, almost perfectly. We talked about with our mermaids Mm. how they would just kind of sing or they would make a sound that made you want to go investigate. Mm -hmm. And then that's where they killed you. These things, and we'll kind of get into a little bit later, but they will, like, speak to you in your own voice. Mm. And so from Monsters of the Last Frontier, here's a brief description between six and eight feet tall, they're covered in slick black and black or dark brown fur. They have human-like hands, but they also have talons on their fingers, and their feet are like a human's. Their eyes are large, and by some people's accounts, they glow. They have a, ne- a mouthful of long needle, ottery teeth, and a long tail. They emit. Uh, they also are known to be around <coughs> by emitting a high uh, pattern of whistles that goes from low to high to low. They can take the full form of humans or use their voice of the target's friends or relatives to attract attention. And some people believe. And also, I should point out, this is a native legend out of the um, Tinglik. Mm. The, the, the Tinglik people. Uh, it's one of their legends. And then there is another tribe, the Simshian. And they have something similar, but they're further south. And I like these guys better anyway. They're scarier. And you know me, yeah. just using it for my own purposes. <laughs> But so yeah. in these, there are cert, in certain circles, these guys are like the Lord Voldemort of Alaska, where if you even say their name, they're going to hear about it and get pissed off. So you don't uh, even talk about them. Okay, okay. 
Their favorite prey is, again, human children, because I guess we're easy pickings, but they'll eat anybody. They don't really care. But they also like to kidnap humans and turn them into other Kashtaka, which, again, they're not as bad as the Vodnoy, but here is an account from a, um, a Frederica de Laguna, and they're... They're uh, referring, they're they're retelling the tale of a girl who was captured by the otter men. The girl encountered the land otter men in the woods and returned half crazed and raging. She attacked everyone, struck and bit those who tried to hold her, and tearing off her own clothes, ran around naked. It's kind of kind of fun. Um, Yeah, yeah. So this is from an article from the Petersburg Pilot in the 1930s. An incident at uh, Thomas Bay in the infamous Devil's Country. I want to look into devil's country maybe we'll also do a, a why is alaska so scary episode yeah and this yeah. is about a man who's out and about in the forest where he probably shouldn't be the man was deep in the woods when he heard a strange whistling sound followed by someone calling his name a weird feeling overtook him and he realized that a kushtaka was nearby attempting to lure him away following an old tradition the man grabbed a branch and bit down hard on the wood he gathered his strength and quickly left the area Left the man so disturbed that he never hunted again. Oh, wow. Figure, this is 1930. Like, people are kind of stout. They're not... Right, yeah. You, you gotta be a, be a, be a brass ball dude to go, yeah. uh, to go up that way. Oof. Yeah, and then, like, well, just hearing... Just, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is bad enough. If I heard you right, it, they, they mimic your own voice? They can. I read one deal, and it said that the guy... Heard his voice in the woods, and then turned around and left. See, because that, like, that would be, that would be super unsettling. Because it would yeah. be one thing, you know, going back to the, to the, to the sirens, or you know, like it'd be one thing to hear something so beautiful and melodious. Oh, and and of course, like if something sounded really like awful and horrific, yeah, then yeah, by by all means, you want to get out of there. But yeah, like if I was just walking along even and 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 also this is also going way back to an to our first episode like stay out of the woods the wood like bad things happen in in the woods and yeah and if i heard my voice like call out to me or even just like talking that would creep me the hell out right and yeah i i think the only sane thing to do is just find a stick and bite down on it and get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> that, I, I can't think of anything better to do in that, in that case. You, you fucking, you book it. You, you beat it, Carter. You beat it. Mm-hmm. Throw back the slab and beat it. Like, <laughs> So, um, De Laguna continues, they, the land ottermen, appear to him, the victim, in the guise of his own relatives or friends. And the place to which they take him looks just like his own house. Here they offer him some of their food. But if he eats it, he will never come back to his own home again. He will go crazy and become a land otter. Yeah, I... Oh, man. Yeah. Again, it's it's that whole thing of, like... It's either you, you hear your own voice or, like, you see... You swear that you see your family members and... Well, and and that, that that also is yeah, kind of another another uh, kind of common idea of if you if you like partake, if you eat, then yeah, like you can't you can't go back, you can't go back. You have to become a new otter person. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Holy cow. Ugh. Yeah, this is the where's the Vagnoi? Those were again just kind of like creepy and disturbing in, in their own way, but there's something just not sitting right with me with the with with, with these guys. This is this yeah. is bad news. This is bad news. But so they weren't always awful. Sometimes it's it's weird. It's weird what you get from like folklore cuz mm-hmm. as often as they just want to like kill you or do whatever to you. There's also ones that weren't total jerks, and they will take pity on, like, somebody who's lost in the woods or drowning. Oh, okay. But there's the downside, because they still turn them into a kishtaka, and that's how they survive being lost into the woods or drowning. Because suddenly you're an otter, and you can swim, you have this thick hide, this blizzard that's bearing down on you isn't really a threat anymore, and you're going to be fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I guess... Yeah. Yeah, between... Yeah, between drowning or getting hypothermia that that does seem to be maybe a little more kind of merciful i guess but then it's but then yeah there's also still something just not quite not quite right about it. I, I, yeah I yeah yeah <laughs> according to a u.s navy lieutenant station in alaska during the 1800s a george thornton emmons he just he he spent a lot of time researching the uh, local folklore and traditions and he describes the transformation process. Uh, the transformation was slowly accomplished. First hair grew over the body. Speech became confused. He began to walk on his knees and elbows. A tail grew out, and in time, he became more otter than human. Upon seeing anyone, he would try to recognize... Upon seeing anyone, he would try to be recognized. And if so, he could be saved. If his body was found and cremated, he could also be saved. So that's talking about, like they find your dead body and wow, that otter looks a lot like Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's burn it. Fuck it. A, we can save his soul. (laughs) (laughs) And again, I just, (laughs) now I'm just like imagining this sort of weird again. Yeah. Like two like trappers or two like, like gold panners just like sitting by a Creek and, up pops an otter's like, hey, doesn't that otter kind of look like, kind of look, kind of look like Chris? <laughs> Dadgum, you're right. And they just like wrestle it, wrestle it to the ground and burn it all. <laughs> well, if, if they find the body dead, like they, you, you oh, can okay, be brought okay. back from being an otter. And this book does talk about how like in their tradition, if you are brought back from becoming a Kushtaka, you are more you were more easily able to walk the shamanic path, which I think is cool as shit. Like that is, yeah, that is, what is this 40 something episodes in and we actually get into like someone talking about magic. Right. (laughs) No, that is, that is pretty cool. Cause, cause it is, you've, you've undergone this, this ordeal, this trial and like made it through the other side. So it's only natural that you're more attuned to, to that, to that half. But, yeah, I, I thought it was fun. And then I've got mm-hmm. maybe my favorite part, Josh. I don't know if you have heard about this because I certainly have, and I've been like a lot of things. I just didn't know about it. My bad, guys. It's hard to know everything, but we actually had a – we actually went to war with the Kushtake. I mean, we didn't, but a couple of natives did back Humankind. in Humankind. Humankind, we, the collective, <laughs> we fucking fought the Ottoman and prevailed. <laughs> What follows is an account reported by a Reverend Arthur R. Wright, a missionary in Alaska during the early 1900s. 
He was uh, half native. He had a white father and an Athabascan mother. It's, I don't know, but it almost gives this more credence, but I don't know. So okay, okay. in 1924, Wright recounted a story about the Longtail Men. Well, that he had heard on the on the Copper River area, the account was published on February the 7th on the on the uh, Cordova Daily News. So in the Salina River, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just some of it. In the right. Salina River County were rolling hills on which numerous caribou roamed. The Indians who subsisted on meat were lured to this uh, district by the abundance of game. And years ago, at the mouth of the Salina River, they built a large Indian village. One day, a dog brought into the camp the tail of a fish. No one had caught any fish, and it puzzled the Indians as to how the animal got its fish. Finally, it was decided to search the district and determine if there were any other tribes in the area. Because, you know, that's kind of important to know if, like, anyone else right. is around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A group went out in search of these unknown people. When several searchers did not return, the tribe knew that something was wrong. Oh, Finally, shit. one of their most skilled trackers was sent in search of the missing scouts. He, lay, he made his way cautiously through the country. At length, he came upon a hidden trail in the woods. Across the path at intervals, he stretched a rope made of grass. This he examined very carefully. A trap, an alarm, he thought. So he finds braided grass rope in the forest. Oh, shit. He continued to follow the trail, which led to a group of caves he could see in the distance. Very cautiously, he strained his eye and ear for sight or sound of anything unusual. Finally, out of the cave came numerous men with tails. They all had the appearance of normal men except for a tail, which they dragged behind them. He was much surprised to see them use these tails as their chief locomotion. They curled their tails forward beneath their legs and recurled in such a manner to push themselves forward. Which, okay, fine. Like, literally <laughs> reading that bit, I'm just like, okay, none of this fucking happened. Or right. this dude was A.A. A. Milne, and that's like, oh, hey, it's Tigger. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 just the native Alaskan kangaroo. That's all. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> as the scout watching, as the scout watched them, keeping to try it again, keeping to windward to avoid being detected by scent, they kicked what looked to him to be a ball. Upon observing it more closely, the Indian recognized to his horror it was the head of one of his companions. Oh my god. He watched them rush to and fro, capering with as much shouting and hideous glee, evidently having a game with the ball of a game of ball with the head. He quickly noted their number, also their caves, and returned back to camp. After he made his report, a group of men and boys gathered, and an attack was planned in the village of Tailmen. They they decided to seal the caves with fire and smoke, thus killing the people inside. It was raining when they reached the caves, and the tail men were all inside. Each group, each group was detailed a cave with burning brands and brush. The Indians rushed the caves and, plunged the, and plugged the openings. As the attackers stood guard through the fire came flights of arrows. Soon this stopped. After all signs of life from the tail men had ceased, the Indians returned homeward. The tail men were no more menace to the Indians. Today, all that remains of them are their legends, their caves, and their numerous arrowheads. I don't know if maybe the good Reverend Wright is just being racist and calling one group of natives <laughs> tail men. I like to think, and this kind of goes back to a ver to an older theory of mine that I've always kind of had that maybe humans are just good at killing other groups of humans. I mean, we did wipe out the Neanderthal. Yep. Who's to mm -hmm. say we didn't wipe out, you know, the, the Ottermen, too? 
maybe sort of captive. I I think there's just as much uh, to that hypothesis as as any other out there. So, <laughs> um, which which also like I mean, because yeah, like that truly is maybe not the story, but that is one of it's one of the stories of what it is to be human. It's like wow. you're doing your own thing. You got your sort of tribe extended sort of family unit there hey this place seems swell we can you know set up shop here there's lots of food and it's not about that and then yeah one day it's like ah who are those people what are they doing there they they do things different they they have rope they have rope kill those guys <laughs> they they they're playing soccer with the head of my best friend or whatever and uh yeah so I think, yeah, I think that is that that could be just as much of an ex- explanation of what happened there as anything else. So, yeah. Well, and what makes me th- what kind of I don't know. It doesn't seal it, but what seals it for me a little bit is that them it's them playing with the head. And I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen like otters are the cutest fucking things in the whole world. You see them do stuff. Like yeah, you give them a little ball, they'll play with the ball. Like play with the ball. Oh There's- God. And yeah, they're just, there's... like, playing with it. And they're just, like, happy. And it's your buddy's head. And you're like, oh, shit. I got to kill these things. Right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. The, they, the little plastic stacking rings, They you give them those. And they will just literally, like, just spin around in water. It's like, I got my plastic <laughs> ring. Yeah. Um, and then just, yeah, imagine that. Except, yeah, with, like, your neighbor's head or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's not that's not cool. That's not cool, guys. Are they like floating on their back? Oh my god, otters are. But and, and that's maybe the other thing that's really disturbing or like sad about this is just like you're saying, like otters typically just on their own. They're super cute and smart, and they hold hands when they fall asleep, so they don't go like floating off. They always have their like nap buddy. Yeah. And then just to imagine that same creature like transforming into a human and stealing you away to make it one of like another one of those. Yeah, that that just that's just that's just not right. It's not right. It's not okay. Like it's not okay. It's not okay. I don't know. Bad touch. <laughs> Bad touch. What the hell, otters? <laughs> but also so, like Yeah. Uh, well, just also like yeah, that idea too of um, their ability to mimic human speech so well, whether it's specifically your own voice or or someone else or your family members. Um, there's 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 lots and there's lots and lots of other stories like that too, of this strange creature that sounds just like a human. And again, like we if you've ever heard like a puma. Um, yowling or even like a coyote like yeah there's something was out there howling and yeah. making weird sounds not dissimilar to a human and it could have just as well been a otter man yeah like it's it's crazy i don't know i i just i don't know what to do with that shit yeah right yeah well which there is there's a big part of me that does want to take an extended vacation um trip to alaska and and do some of that stuff like 
maybe not completely rough it because I get eaten alive by something out there. But but still to go out there and like tangle with the wilderness and all that. But now I know to like always keep a stick in my back pocket. And if I hear someone call out to me in the woods, that sounds a lot like me. My kind of like rambling, stuttering circumlocution talking about stuff i'm just gonna pop that stick in my mouth about face and get back to base camp (laughs) good good (laughs) and so that ends act one of this this part and we're gonna swiftly transition into act two okay okay and before it was you know fish human hybrid demons in the water but it wasn't exclusively fish and whatever no one cares and we're moving on to a new segment which i sort of just kicked this anthill in the last two days and i almost think it bears more attention than i'm giving it now and i almost feel guilty but i've got to get this mm. information out of my head because i've been dreaming about it and this oh. new segment is and you know nothing about this so here we go what the fuck is wrong with ohio Oh man, we we're already in the middle of a multi-part series. We're gonna have to stop that and do like a full season about what the fuck is wrong with Ohio. <laughs> Specifically for our purposes, Ohio has a very weird concentration of aquatic amphibious cryptids. This this is amazing because this is this is like to the best of my knowledge, I knew about the melon heads, but I had no idea that we also had we also had aquatic humanoids um prowling about so 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 yes please lay it on me so that i know what to look out for hell yeah yeah and also i don't i don't want to put you on blast or anything but as i'm calling these out if you want to shout out like general locations like if ohio is yeah. a clock face if you want to give me like oh yeah that's down at seven thirty. like yeah oh, okay yeah i can i can uh i to the best of my ability that i'm able to but yes i i can do that I almost made like a Zodiac killer fucking map with the strings attached. I still might. Now that I know I'm yeah. not moving, I might devote the next like two months of my life to like getting a big fucking map of Ohio and trying to plot all this shit. Cause I got a bigger thing cooking up here. Whatever. Ooh. I got to get this out of my head. Okay. So, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we're going to start with territory we have already trod over, or I guess in this case we've hopped over and we're going to visit the Loveland Frogmen. We mm. talked oh, about yeah, him in our right. cryptid cabinet episode. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Loveland, Ohio. Does that do anything for you? Yeah, that is. Um, uh, double checking here. That looks like that's sort of a um, neighborhood suburb of Cincinnati. So roughly, uh, what would that be like? Eight o'clock on the Ohio clock face. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's about where I put it to in my serial killer map. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Conspiracy theory, map. Conspiracy theory, not serial killer. I'm not tracking bodies. (laughs) Right, right. Anyway, not until they start stacking up. Right. (laughs) So, so that's maybe (laughs) not until there's a pattern. Damn it. Yeah. Right, right. So that's maybe uh, an hour and a half, two hours away from us here in Columbus. But okay, so yeah, Loveland Frogman. So Loveland Frogman, you know them, you love them. Uh, They're three feet tall. They have frog faces and human hands and feet. They have a faint smell of mucus and almonds, according to some accounts. Mm. 
Not, yeah, like, ugh. okay, not even getting back. That. <laughs> uh, the fir- and, and again, like, go check out our Cryptid Cabin episode. I think that might be the fa- my favorite one we've ever done because you and I both just, we just had so much fun. Yeah, that was a blast. That but, yeah, blast. go check it out, guys. Um, so they were first sighted in 1955. A local businessman saw a gang of them or a group, whatever you want to, I don't know what you call it, a, a bunching of Loveland Frogmen. I guess a hop is too easy, but a, a phalanx. A phalanx. There's your Ooh. crappy Greek joke for the night. You get, Love it. Yeah, love get, it. <laughs> four friends, two by two, a little phalanx of Frogmen. <laughs> you saw a phalanx of Frogmen under a bridge by Loveland, Ohio. I'm assuming you saw a bunch of hobos and, you know, businessmen. We... <laughs> We've proven that like the wealthy don't see the like, right? The 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 lower classes as even humans. So you know, what's a bunch mm-hmm. of guys under a bridge in the 1950s? <laughs> Frog men, not even men, men. <laughs> the FBI was called out to investigate, but there are no leads found. God damn it! Well, that's 1955, mm-hmm. and no one cares. But keep 55 in your head. March of 1975, right. uh, Loveland Frog men, or as I have it in my notes, a uh, Luffum. Jumped out in front of a police cruiser and ran down a hill, ran down the hill of an, ran down, try that again, ran down the embankment and jumped into the little Miami River. I don't know if it's Miami or Miami. I don't know. I don't know what that mm. is. Okay. I don't know if that has a weird name or not, but I know that Ohio has, some of them have weird native word names and I don't want to mispronounce yeah. it. And if I did, I'm very sorry, but he ran down the hill and jumped into the little Miami River. There were big gouging track marks in the like soil going down the bank from oh, this thing sprinting down into it was it a frogman was it another hobo just trying to like run away from the fuzz who can say <laughs> um and now i want to turn to a book that was fucking indispensable for this the field guide to north american monsters by w hayden blackman i have a super old copy and it's great. It's just basically the guide to North American monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I turn to page one sixty-five, I can find what I'm after here. So also, I jumped the gun on the nineteen seventy-five account, but just to make a point, so far these things are just running away. But it's on August twenty-first, nineteen fifty-five. All right, so we're twenty years back in the past, but we actually have like frogmen coming to party. This is from North American Monsters. On August 21st, 1925, Mrs. Dar- Mrs. Darwin Johnson was swimming in the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana. I know it's not in Ohio, but just whatever. Ohio River, it came out of Ohio. Who's to say these guys can't move about? Right. Um, the Evansville River, or the Ohio River near Evansville, Indiana, when she was attacked from below, the creature grabbed her. They grabbed her was incredibly strong and pulled her b- beneath the water twice before she managed to wrestle free. The attack left Mrs. Johnson with large scratches and bruises, but the most bizarre aspect the most bizarre aspect of the case was the appearance of strange of a strange green handprint on her legs on her leg. The print, which could not be washed away, resembled an oddly shaped bruise and lingered for lingered for several wow, I cannot read. Lingered for several days. While it is unknown if Miss Johnson's assailant was actually a Loveland frog, the attack took place only a few hundred miles from Loveland and with only, if then only a few months of the first reported sighting. So bear that as you will, because mm-hmm. I'm going to say she found a Loveland frogman, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. sense to me. 
And most recently, we saw one in 2016 when the kids playing Pokemon Go uh, found it. Remember that snapshot yes. of like the thing standing up in the water with the big, glowy <laughs> white eyes. Another weird thing about, especially with Ohio cryptids, all of their friggin' eyes glow. It's, I don't know. Yeah, right. Which I gotta wonder if that's, like, not a side effect of, like, Cuyahoga River poisoning or something. That, that could, I, I mean, if it catches fire enough, maybe it just, uh, yeah, but, um. <laughs> when did we say that burnt up the first time in 60, 61, right? Uh, the very, ooh, the very first one. Not to like just a, totally call an audible here, but I think I just put something together. I, that could be, that could very well be. Googling on Two Wizards Podcast and makes Googling. radio. Uh, okay, so looks like sixty nine was the first time. Well, um, well the, Must the, have read the, something wrong. Yeah, the the very first one was in like the eighteen eighteen hundreds. Looks like looks like eighteen sixty eight was the first one. Okay, okay. Uh and then yeah, like the, again, there were there were thirteen thirteen separate fires there. Um. And it Did looks like we the... firebomb the Cuyahoga River to kill the frogman? I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was one in 1952, which is okay. kind of close. Uh, and then, yeah, like 1969, it looks like, was the last one, I think. Okay. Well, maybe not then. Maybe maybe we didn't firebomb the, the frogman. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> With, also weird that would be like two t- times where we killed it with fire but it's like a water based thing anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on from the frogmen I just wanted to touch on them as like that's our very first one it's like the most it's the easiest one to just kind of put your head around yeah it's a little three foot tall frog thing mm-hmm. more than likely like 55 somebody probably had like a pet iguana they couldn't care for anymore and like yeah, let it go you know it's let it go. Mm-hmm. You, you live in a reasonably temperate state. This was in March. I don't know. I guess it's kind of cool for that, but whatever. Moving on from there, we're going to go to the Charles Mills Reservoir Monster. And from what my notes tell me, Charlesville Res- Charles Mills Reservoir is about between Columbus and Cleveland. Is that more or less? Uh, yeah, that that's exactly. That's, uh, okay. Yeah, just just about halfway. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it was a, it's a man-made reservoir. They did it in the 1939. But so, in ni- or 1938. In 1959, however, three Ohio youths were youthing it up at the Charles Mills Reservoir. And more than likely, and this is my theory, they were trying to get down on some sweet-ass catfishing. Because, mm-hmm. according to what I read, uh, there's apparently like a really healthy flathead, pop- uh, flathead catfish population out of there, and those get pretty good size. Mm-hmm. But... Not being one to take anything at face value, I popped on over to catfish1.com forums, and according to user Catfish Kyle, in 2004, he'd seen some people pull a 40 to 50 pound flathead off the dock. <gasps> Holy Which, that's a cow. big fucking fish, especially off the dock. Fish. Like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, off the dock? God damn. Like, if nothing else, there's your fucking Ohio monster. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. But so these kids were screwing around down in a swampier section. And that's what also makes me think it's, you know, catfish because they're like slow moving kind of. Right. N- not dirtier, but they're catfish. They just do whatever the hell they want. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're the apex predator. They're probably the highest that evolution's ever going to get. Doesn't matter. Mm. 
<laughs> but so these boys are playing around in the swamps down there, and they came face to face with the Charles Mills Reservoir Monster. It was up to nine feet tall. It was covered in rubbery black skin. It had a man's legs, but it had no arms. But the important thing to note is that it had two big old glowing green eyes. I, I, again, with the glowing eyes. I, I, I think you're right. That, that must be like the mark of um, Ohio fish, fishy man could be but i don't think it's fishy man either because i want to put a stop on this this is the only sighting of this thing an investigation was sent to follow up onto what it was and there were some really huge tracks in the like sand and swamp goo ground mm -hmm. whatever you want to call that mm -hmm. in the salacious ooze of the swamp that's not the right term but i'm calling it that <laughs> there was you know these big tracks and what one officer said was it was likely from a skin diver just, okay, I guess. And I yeah. tried. That makes and sense. I'm kind of disappointed. I looked up for 1959 uh, goggles, and I couldn't find anything. But I honestly wonder if, like, light, because you know they're polarized. If light hits them right, they're gonna be that yeah. weird reflective green. But that True. doesn't account for being nine feet tall and having no arms. You're right, unless it was again some sort of weird experimental. No, it's a, it's a new diving suit that you keep your arms on the inside for some reason. <laughs> it's called the tadpole. It's going to be the next big thing, boys. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you, can, you can keep your arms inside the suits. You can enjoy that fine Laramie cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Well done, sir. <laughs> Fucking take a drink. Ah, uh, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Smooth, smooth, <laughs> smooth, even 20 meters underwater. Is your Laramie cigarette crush proof? <laughs> Say, James Cameron, how's that Laramie? Good. <laughs> mighty fine, mighty fine. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, man. So, <laughs> Charles Mills Reservoir Monster. Glowing eyes, horrifying, no arms, but decidedly humanoid and decidedly aquatic for our purposes. I True. need to give a bonus shout-out here mm -hmm. to something called Orange Eyes, which also exists in Ohio. Oh. But instead of being a nine-foot-tall, I don't know, cucumber, bipedal cucumber, <laughs> instead of being a nine-foot-tall bipedal cucumber is what we're going to call it... <laughs> This is instead of, this is your classic Bigfoot, but its eyes glow bright orange. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, mm. And I mention it because it first appeared in 1959, and Lauren Coleman, who I've talked about before, literally the greatest cryptozoologist of all time and probably one of my top ten personal heroes, he believed that the Charles Mills Reservoir Monster, or Creamer, Comer, or the Comer, the Comer, um... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's like a Yo Gabba Gabba. His name is Cummer. It's big and black and has got two legs and two big old green glowing eyes. Yeah, we fucking nailed it. Nailed is it. Yo Gabba Gabba a thing? I don't know. Listen to my dated references on two wizards. <laughs> so he thought that likely the, the Cummer and Orange Eyes were the same thing because they both occurred in the exact same region at the exact same time. Mm. And Orange Eyes was first reported by a housewife, too. She just saw 
some orange eyes and oh, that's scary. <laughs> but the most likely explanation is that it was a hermit who attached a set of uh, road reflectors to a pole and would wave it around to people to scare them the fuck off. <laughs> oh God, that's awesome. My following question to this, my my, my restatement of my thesis statement: What the fuck is wrong with Ohio? <laughs> oh, oh my God, I just. <laughs> There are still sightings of orange eyes to this day. Okay. That's... But you guys also have something called the Ohio grass man, which is even fucking worse because it's the Bigfoot that lives in, like, tall prairie grass. I don't I don't know. Grass man's going to get his own episode. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So we move on from the comer and from orange eyes to a thing called the indescribable octoman. And I got to give a shout-out to astonishinglegends.com for helping me out with this one and it's the indescribable octoman so remember that it's it's honestly the most lovecraftian we'll probably ever get with a cryptid so in january 1959 an unknown man reported an unknown something coming out of the river it doesn't say what river whatever Mm. doesn't matter the cops don't care right right later down a, a little bit later uh i guess a week or two a trucker reported an unknowable horror Coming up out of the Little Miami River, the same spot that the second Loveland Frog sighting appeared in a couple years later. This is still 59, but that second Loveland Frog sighting with the trucker, or with the cop, was in in the 70s, right? Right. Um, An officer, Frank Heisler, who took his statement, said that he at least sounded shaken. I don't know why we trust a word of the truck of a trucker over an unknown man, but whatever. Maybe the, this is a time when truckers are still good folk. I don't know. But he sounded shaken. Um, more and more accounts kept coming in from this, and more and more sightings of this thing appeared, and people kept talking about it. As people talked about it, this is really more of a widespread mass hallucination, I think. Or just someone saw something they couldn't account for. But at the same time, it's in January, so how much crap is coming up out of the river? Like, walking out of the river. I don't know. Yeah, but eventually, that's... yeah. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you're going to notice something coming out of it. You, How's the river down there in January? Is it frozen over? Is it solid? Is it, or, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's usually, um, it's usually still flowing. They'll, they'll maybe okay. be like on the banks will be like some kind of, some kind of ice over, but it's, it's, it, it's never frozen solid. Okay. Okay. Or at least it, it hasn't be... in my time here. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, all right. But so eventually, um, these things, this thing gets braver. One account talks about one jumped in front of a guy's car, and this is according to his words, it was large. It wasn't a cat or a dog. It leapt in front of my car and was taller than the car. It was three to four times bigger than a man and much thicker. Now, let's talk about you, Josh. You're what? Better than six feet. Three to four times bigger than you is anywhere between 18 and 25 feet. Yeah, that's enormous. That is enormous. That's then like a, you that's take like that a... eighteen twenty five feet and make it Dave Batista, and there you go. <laughs> that's a. I think that I think the term for that is a unit. That is a unit. An absolute unit. Absolute unit. <laughs> and so eventually, 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 as these reports keep coming in, describing the same sort of thing that no one really knows what the fuck it is, someone said it kind of looks like an octopus. Mm. A woman called in a sighting and described it as a strange grayish creature with a lopsided chest, ugly tentacles, and rolls of fat running horizontally over its bald head. 
Mm. So, Rulie is not in the South Pacific. Rulie is in the fucking river in, or the Little Miami River in Columbus, Ohio, and that was Cthulhu coming up. That's all I, it was. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was. Um, yeah, like he just. Um, he he was he was hanging out, in um, let's see here. What's a what's a nearby? Uh, he was hanging out at a at a Buckeye Lake, okay. and uh, hopped over on uh, the interstate and uh, just just was hanging out there in the uh, Olin Tangy River. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> now I I wanted to talk about this one because very clearly it's complete bullshit, right? Yeah. But I think it's fun to note that in 2006, a man caught a six-foot octopus out of the Ohio River in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, and and like you were saying too, like the 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 climate here is generally agreeable enough that just anything for whatever reason, if it happens to get into like the local like watershed, like yeah, you, you never know. You, you you don't know what sort of weird things will keep going and getting freakishly big <laughs> yeah like it, it's weird and i'm also kind of sad you didn't get more excited about a dude catching an octopus in a freshwater river but whatever that's fine. that's fine i i i admittedly i don't know enough about fishing to be as jazzed about that as i should have been so that's figure that's octopus on... just don't occur in freshwater that's why it's really really cool no oh, okay i got you yeah, well, they're, they're like exclusively like ocean but, you know, okay. Fine. Well, then that's on me. And now I learned something. No, no, primarily, primarily that I'm the asshole. <laughs> you are not the asshole. In fact, I'm glad it didn't fucking hit with you. You know why, Josh? Why? Because as fun as it is to have an actual real life octopus in the river in 2006, fuck that. Instead, I might have an explanation for the unexplainable Octoman. <gasps> or at least Uh-oh. not an explanation. But somebody else fucking saw something too. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Okay. So, in Highland County... Okay, so this is in Hillsboro, Ohio? Don't know where that is. Uh, it's uh, not exactly halfway between Columbus and Cincinnati, but it's maybe like 7 o'clock on the Ohio clock face. Okay, interesting. Not and far from the Frogmen. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, so the Frogmen are maybe... Um, yeah, maybe like... 40 minutes west of Hillsboro, but, but yeah, okay. still like within, within that sort of general area. Yeah. Okay. So in winter of 2014, there was a married couple driving home. They almost had a head on collision with an inexplicable, with an inexplicable creature that had the, the, the most inexplicable thing that had ever been reported. It's fucking insane. It doesn't matter. Right. It's crazy. Hmm. Um, they were, this, this was so insane that they reported it to MUFON, the mutual UFO network, and they sent a guy out to go investigate this. And this takes place. Um, so, so he also, so he reported a bipedal beast was almost struck by a motor vehicle in Carmel. So this is two sightings. The first one was up here in Hillsborough. The second one was in Carmel. It was a big weird two-legged beast what it was is a 59 year old marine was driving his wife home on friday december the 14th when they witnessed just the weirdest fucking thing they'd ever seen Mm. 
This thing was approximately seven feet tall. It had gangly muscular legs that bent backwards at the knee. It had a narrow torso and appeared to lack both arms and a head. That's right. Homeboy found a land squid. <laughs> Which is not unlike the Cummer, the Charles Mills True. Reservoir Monster. Also not unlike the Fresno Nightcrawlers, which are much smaller. That's that's a different thing, though. Mm, mm, okay. But according according to this woman's wife, my husband saw it. He is a skeptic, almost 60 years old and a proud Marine. He wouldn't have admitted to seeing anything if he hadn't been in shock. I had him draw it for me when we got to the house. He says it was asphalt gray. Our asphalt is gray, so okay. No. Know what you know. <laughs> About seven feet tall, no arms that he could see. But muscular lay, but muscular in the legs area, no jawline, and its legs were bent backwards and leaned forward as it ran. Hmm. That is on a personal, is... yeah. Oh. On a personal note, the head resembles that of a giant of a giant squid connected to lanky legs of a huge bird. So this is like a, a upright crane. It's probably a crane. They probably saw a fucking crane. <laughs> they probably misidentified seeing a crane. But goddammit, I want to believe there's a fucking bipedal squid running around Ohio, man. Well, so so as as you were um, giving more of that account, again, I was doing a little um, geographic work here. So there is Hillsboro, and then you mentioned okay. Carmel. Um, okay. and, and it looks like Carmel is pretty small, maybe be... Maybe something like an unincorporated community or, or city or whatever um, uh, that is that is nearby. It's maybe it's maybe like 10, 15 miles or, or no, not even that. Maybe like, yeah, maybe like 10 miles uh, east of Hillsboro and directly between Hillsboro and Carmel is the Rocky Fork Lake. Ooh. So there is an enormous body of water right between these two so whatever this thing was whatever it was there's there's your body of water that uh more than likely it called home huh you know what i just thought of too if this guy's in his 60s in 2014 what that'd make him a kid during like 55 if maybe he's from ohio maybe he heard about like the charles mills reservoir monster or something too so it's like that, like that, like predisposed, like, mm-hmm. like obviously we know that like there's not gonna be like a Wendigo in your backyard, but you look out there yeah. in the middle of the night and there's a deer standing upright eating apples off your tree. Oh fuck, it's a Wendigo! Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, but oh, I didn't, I didn't even think about that one. But yeah, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun, and that's where I'm rounding out. I, I, I have no answers for you other than I just want there so badly to be a giant bipedal squid. Well, yeah, that can also, when it needs to, flop out on land and just kind of do its funny backwards knee walk across a little country road or whatever, a little state highway. Yeah, I I also want to believe. Because I'm living here and I can go... You live there! Pal around with this dude. (laughs) Well, and it's funny enough because... You haven't heard any of that stuff at all? like No, not not that specifically, but but, but actually... You mentioned that, um, so yeah, uh, uh, Loveland is outside of Cincinnati, and then um, Hillsboro is also kind of closer to, to, to Cincinnati, too. Um, the Mrs. Wizard and I were actually discussing, hey, what if we take a weekend and go see what Cincinnati is like? And so, if and when that does happen, I can, I can give some photo updates and uh, 
maybe maybe see the Loveland Frogmen myself. Maybe we'll see a land squid. I God, I hope so. God, uh, could you so imagine if you saw a damn land squid? <laughs> that would be that would be so awesome. That'd be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, just there it is. There it is. All of its just... horrible gelatiny gooiness. Yeah. Well, and then I, I can say like, um, well, I wouldn't say it's the gray of asphalt. I wouldn't call it asphalt gray. I would maybe call it more um, uh, gravel gray, I guess. I guess. Sure, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's more of a hematite. Yeah, there you go. It's more, maybe, more, maybe more of a hematite gray. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, Fishman. And also, yeah, I didn't talk about Lovecraft and the Fishman at Innsmouth. Whatever, that's old hat. We're going to reach out yeah, to Innsmouth one of these days. No one sure. cares. Lovecraft saw Fishman. It's also important to note that a bulk of these sightings occurred in 1959. It's basically my theory that a lot of like people see people report seeing what they see in popular culture and television. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about American movies and shit in this time, monster movies were a big deal, and a yeah. lot of them were Fishmen from the depths. I really, 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 I really want to know like if I could like track the dissemination of like the Fishmen from. Because I think Creature from the Black Lagoon was kind of the first one. And there was a couple yeah. that popped up in my research. It's like, it looked like the Gill Man from Creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, no, you fucking saw something and thought it was something else. It yeah. doesn't count. Like, you right. watched a movie and then you th- thought you saw it because your fucking 50s brain couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not hating because, like, we've all fucking watched. Th- I didn't talk about the episode of the X Files with the fish man living in the porta potty, which scarred me as a child. Yeah, like that's also yeah. true, right? Yeah, I'm still afraid of porta potties, <laughs> but I'm 32 and know better. But <laughs> like, yeah, but, but yeah, to your fish point. men are crazy though. Like they're all jerks. They all seem to be jerks across the board. They want nothing more mm-hmm. than to put your soul in a tea kettle or turn you into an otter or <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, yours, it does. Josh. At least yours seem kind of like. At least, like, passively benevolent. You know, they don't do anything. They just kind of live and let live. So Yeah, they, they seem to be more or less true neutral. Like, maybe some of the frogmen of, of Loveland, like, maybe they seem like kind of tricksters or they like to get into trouble. or whatever. But, but again, generally kind of benign. They're not out to, yeah, like, drown you or turn you into one of them. So, uh, but, but, but I'm... I, I, I guess I'm also really kind of stuck with what you were saying, uh, too, that, like, we have an established history. We, a, as a species, like, oh, there's another humanoid-type creature? Kill it. Take its stuff for us. Yeah. And, and, and I think maybe there's some, however faintly they're echoing, but still some some echoes of something like that, like... There's some weird kind of hominid by this body of water. They don't look exactly like us. They smell weird. Uh, so let's wipe them out. Th- that wipe that them is out. also really that's also really sticking with me. That's it's a weird thing that I'm kind of like I really am. I get it. We know what we are. We know that we're apes. We know that it's just Homo sapien. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But we also know for sure that we killed Neanderthals, like another race of humans. We killed all yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some holdover and whatever, but there's not. They're gone. It's why we're Homo sapien, not Homer, Homo Neanderthal. Ne- 
Neanderthal insulus. Like that's it's a thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and to re- to really blow your mind and maybe our yeah. listeners' mind too is um, we we have genetic evidence that early Homo sapiens and Neanderthals uh, mated because people today have markers of Neanderthal DNA. Yeah, it's still in us. There, it's still there for some shit. Who's... We went to school with one man. Matt Clark was a goddamn Neanderthal. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, he broad, was giant, broad chest, like really Very heavily muscled. Yeah, dude all that. was a Neanderthal. Yeah, like, and I'm, so nothing, nothing but love to you, Matt Clark. If you're listening, I know you're not, but you know, whatever. But but still, yeah, we're putting out those good vibes. But but the point also being like, who's to say fifteen years from now is we're continuing work on like genetic sequencing and all that it's like oh interesting uh people who can trace their ancestry to these sort of coastal areas here's this weird here's this weird kind of like dna sequence that keeps popping up and up again and maybe maybe some people um just like people genuinely literally today have neanderthal dna with them maybe there are people with otter man dna or bishop fish DNA. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a geneticist. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that we find in the future. Jesus. Terrible. <laughs> God damn it. We fucking Lovecrafted the ending. We did. What's we loved it. Yeah, we said we, we said we wouldn't. Don't look into shit. We said and we what wouldn't, did we but do? we did. We're going to fucking look into shit. God damn it, HP. Ah! God damn it. You ah. I said it once, I'll say it again, you moonface prick. Yeah, uh, moonface prick. <laughs> we love Also, you. it could just be the a hundred percent artificial uh Mai Tai talking, but uh woo, woo. Holy shit, I am so I am so fucking hammered. I made two of those and I'm just like, Well yeah, you dummy, you maybe had what, three ounces of fucking pineapple juice? Yeah. <laughs> No, I uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here. I uh, I mixed mine up and put them in a an oversized mason jar, and only now I'm realizing. Oh yeah, I just had like a quart of mai tai. That's kind of that's kind of a lot. <laughs> I should drink some water. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, do you, what do you think of fishmen? Are they out there? Do you like Lovecraft? Was Creature from the Black Lagoon the best horror movie ever made? Because I watched it this week and I think it might be. But a close second is Humanoids from the Deep or Monster. Go check that one out too. I don't know. I'm rambling. I got nothing. Do you live in Ohio? Have you seen Orange Eyes? Have you seen anything? Yeah, do maybe. Do you like Slavic mythology? Have you, do you have an uncle who was taken by the Vodnoy? Let us know. Josh, if they wanted us to let us know, or you can say what you were going to say, how would they do that? Oh, well, I, I was also going to add, too, that um, Guillermo del Toro came out with The Shape of Water in 2017. Uh, modern day sort of Fishman, Gilman love story. Um, maybe maybe that is... Maybe you sold your, your story to Guillermo del Toro and you want to tell us about it. And in that case, here's a couple ways... Are you, you can Guillermo get... del Toro? Or maybe you're even Guillermo del Toro and you want to come on and like tell us more about how you or just talk about us, whatever, because you're goddamn. Oh, how fucking cool would that be? That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. So if you 
are or know Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> some ways, some or ways. Anybody you... that works at Adult Swim or even yeah, or Adult point, Swim, I will take TBS or True TV. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so yes, here here are some ways that you can get a hold of us. You can send us an email at twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. Uh, is the Instagram still a thing? Nah. Eh. We keep picking up followers and I feel bad. Also, shave my balls never, or smooth my balls never got back to me, so I'm guessing they're not a real thing. Sons of boo, bitches. But boo, anyway. my balls, boo. <laughs> I'll tell you what else they can do to my balls. But anyway. <laughs> uh if you want to just reach out to me for some reason, you can find me on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. And Mark? You can find me on Twitter at Marky Stardust and or on Instagram at Great Greek Buffalo, which not unlike our Instagram, I never update and don't even know why I have it. But hey, whatever. It's cool. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think... I, I mean, I can only imagine what other fish human stories we might hear uh so listeners if there's one in your area if, if if there's a local legend about a some dude that jumped out of a uh reservoir and he was the lake monster let us know we, we'd love to hear it and 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 talk with you about it there is so much stuff i didn't cover like god let us know man yeah, geez, because uh, yeah. it, 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 it sounds like we could we, we could just go on and on and on with uh, with this. But but at least for right now, we'll have to bring it to a close. Thank you, everybody, for, for, for joining us once more. I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I am Mark, and I am a wizard. Thank you for joining us. We love each and every one of you. These waters run deep is the follow-up to your... We could do <laughs> Take care, everyone. Enjoy either Misty Rose's uh, Innsmouth Jewelry or that weird Russian Vodnoy singing. Who will know? I will know when I edit it. Enjoy either one of those. Good night, everybody. <laughs> he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!